Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where today we are discussing season three, episode six, Bendless Love. I am Lindsay Wilson and joining me as always is Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? Hello, Lindsay. I'm good. I had some stress coming into this recording because this is probably the shortest time frame between recordings that we've ever done. And I was like, I have not left my apartment in like three days. I left my apartment <laughs> once between talking to you. And so I have no anecdotes. I have nothing to talk about. I watched the episode and it was fine. And that's all I can contribute to this. All right. So we'll see you yeah. next week for episodes. Yeah. Seven. Pot of tomorrow at gmail.com. Star reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Great talk. It was a fine episode. Yeah, I had the same <laughs> yeah. thought. Not so much about my lack of anecdotes, but just I last night was like, oh, man, I have to watch the episode. And I was like, didn't I just watch an episode? Yeah. Like, it very much felt like I just did this. <laughs> but that's fine. It was fine. You're, I agree. Yeah. This episode is very fine. I think it's one that I don't watch a lot. It's not a regular in my rewatch rotation. Yeah. I mean, what's once we get into the episode itself but I, I was kind of comparing it to sideshow bob stuff with flexo being like this character that returns and has episodes about him and is like kind of a villain but kind of not so very much flexo well like flexo's i feel like the joke is that he is that they want him to be a villain but then he's just mm -hmm. the nicest guy in the world Indeed. Yeah, I'm just yeah. messing with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's he's very good. Yeah, no anecdotes. I did start reading tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow on your mm -hmm. recommendation. I am only two chapters in, but I really like it so far. So that's yep, the the podcasters and sometime podcaster group chat with Jeremy is is going off. <laughs> yes. Yes. He also very much enjoyed it and made it a Jeremy's pick at Indigo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I said I said that he, he should stick a sticky note on it. That is Alex's pick, too, with the review of I haven't read a book in 12 years, but I liked this one. As much as a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is as good as looking at a screen. High <laughs> praise. High praise. You yeah. also mentioned, I know you said you had no anecdotes, but you did go to a, quote, rowdy theater this week. <laughs> Yes, we went to see, this was like an advanced screening. It was kind of cool, and which is why I think it was a rowdy theater. But so we went to see Joyride, which is a movie that I've seen basically no advertisement for. But I was telling Lindsay, it's like, it was kind of the hangover, but with Asian American women leads. It's like they go to China to um, like land a business deal, but then they're getting into like lots of hijinks. And yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Lindsay said she would never see this type of movie. So yeah, I was barely interested in seeing The Hangover. I think I, think I yeah. saw it like years after like on a plane or probably not even on a plane because I wouldn't have chosen it. I don't know. It's probably just on TV <laughs> or something. <laughs> see, I saw, I remember I saw the, the Hangover in theaters and it was like a top five theater experience for me. It was like everyone was loving it so much. It was so a funny. Theater. <laughs> it was a rowdy theater. Right. And then yeah, to finish the story about Joyride, fine movie, but at the start of at the start of the movie, instead of the like usual like, hey, this is a quiet theater, like put your cell phone away, like don't talk, don't text. They they played like the branded, you're entering the rowdy theater, like feel free to like hoot and holler and clap and like cheer along. So, yeah. Are was, you still encouraged to put strange. away your phone? You are encouraged to put away your phone, and they said no heckling. You couldn't heckle the movie, which I okay. I imagine that they also play this in front of like Rocky Horror Picture Show of like, yeah, you can like kind of do whatever you want here. Um, right, but no heckling. <laughs> yeah. Um, Famously, you heckle Brad when you go to see that movie. Have you ever seen that movie? In, like, I actually haven't, no. No. Well. Have you done anyway. it? Yes, I have done the live viewing. I've also been to see the stage show, and I have seen the movie mm. many times. Yeah. 
the vibe of those, those kind of shows is yeah like people are singing along like getting in front of the screen and like dancing like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah they usually have like a shadow cast that's like acting it out in front but also the audience has things that they scream at so like anytime brad comes on the screen a lot of people just go like asshole and then yeah they say like a toast and people are thro- supposed to throw toast but that doesn't really happen anymore because it's too much cleanup <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the more obnoxious, like broier version of this culture is the whole the room slash like other like so bad it's good movies where like tech bros who think that they're too cool for movies will like go and be like, oh, isn't it so funny that I'm like watching this bad movie and enjoying it? Yes, indeed. Uh, I did that with Birdemic in high school, which is another one of these like very bad movies. You haven't seen it. I famously yeah. have seen one movie since 2019. So I went to see, <laughs> sure. I ran into the Spider-Verse or across the yeah. Spider-Verse or whatever. And the last movie I had seen before that was Bombshell starring Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know when that, when did that come out? It's like November 2019. Okay. I remember now, it vividly because bi- I had just moved to Toronto. <laughs> were you a big movie person before the pandemic and the lack of movies is just because like pandemic happened and like movies like going to a theater was weird and now like movies aren't as good or were you just like never a big movie I was theater, like I was person? never a huge movie guy but I would go periodically there was a time where I had the equivalent of movie pass mm-hmm. and I was going to see three movies a month and I was like this yeah. is simply too many movies <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I did that for like a few months. Because you're like actively podcasting about many shows. Yeah. Never movies though, ever. So not for me, but it's fine. Joyride was like 92 minutes long, which was perfect. Perfect. The perfect length for a film. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about Futurama. We both think it's fine. Yep. (laughs) I did a bit of slandering of the upcoming season, even though we haven't seen it yet. If anyone listens to my coverage of what we do in the shadows on post show recaps, little plug there that the preview podcast should be dropping like around the same time as this episode. And in there, Mm -hmm. Grace was like, Oh, I didn't realize it's coming back. And I was like, Who was asking for this? And I went on quite a long (laughs) rant about how I think it's pointless, but. Maybe it'll yeah. be great. <laughs> so welcome, excited Futurama listeners. Are we too negative yes. about Futurama? That's I, I wonder. So I was going to bring up that we got a tweet from like a very thoughtful new listener who is starting the podcast from the very start. So Justin was welcome. listening to episode two. I roommate and had an interesting comment there, which I'll, I'll bring up as we get into the actual episode. But I was like i felt a little bit bad for justin of like this is someone who's like excited about futurama listening to our podcast saying nice things and then like are we just like so jaded by episode like 25 that we're like ah let me talk about joyride <laughs> i don't i feel like we've always been like this i don't know <laughs> yeah. okay i hope so i but it's like the boiling pot like i i think my my levels of cynicism and and j- jadedness is there an adjective for being jaded be jadedness yeah, I, th- I think it just grows <laughs> over time, and I, I I don't know I don't realize cynicism. It's cynicism, that's a good word. Yeah, there now we sound yeah. fancy. Yes, <laughs> Justin, we can if you reach out, we can send you when we l- talked about the music bracket. That episode was pretty positive, and it was Simpsons related rather than Futurama. But maybe it's a breath of fresh air from all of the cynicism. <laughs> Well, that's your like only example of us being positive. I feel like I mean I'm sure the Simpsons show was very negative as well, but <laughs> I would not have gone there as like. We're positive. Look at this one episode from like a year and a half ago. (laughs) 
who remembers? I don't know. It feels like we haven't done this in a long time. So I'm just like, oh, let's try to remember the ones that really stand out. Remember that Treehouse of Horror? That was probably the most negative we ever got, but that was lost <laughs> to the ages. Also, if Alex sounds weird, he just switched microphones. I'm just going to say it in case anyone notices yeah. something weird. <laughs> yeah, my this was my microphone that I was using is my dented microphone from when it fell off my table. And like the input input port is a little bit janky and it's not accepting the, the cord right now. <laughs> all good all good anyway yes so this episode bendless love you were not entirely wrong you said bender origin story we did get a tiny flashback mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's something yeah it'd be more bender origin story like bender and his family I, yeah that's like that was a bad guess by me like of course this is going to be about <laughs> him falling in love but you know whatever it was very wholesome that you were like love it's about a family <laughs> yeah well I was like oh endless love that's like familial yeah exactly yes how beautiful but yes this one the caption is torn from tomorrow's headlines and the opening cartoon i have guy being blown up like a balloon yeah i have said i said big frog getting exploded by a trombone okay well this is little old bosco in baghdad i think we've talked about bosco before Mm -hmm. that sounds familiar he's in baghdad now I guess so. It feels like it's probably problematic. Let's see. (laughs) So I said probably problematic and I just searched for it. And the thing that comes up is from IMDb, a very dated cartoon short that abounds with racial stereotypes, which would make most of us (laughs) cringe today. Back in 1938, making fun of black people and portraying them as less than others was the norm. And folks thought this was quite funny. So that's bad. There's also canceled. Bam. Yes, very much canceled. I mean, it's yeah, I can't imagine it would be anything good. They spelled Baghdad incorrectly also. (laughs) <laughs> the plot is that he dreams that he's in Baghdad and giant frogs want to steal the cookies that he's supposed to deliver to his grandmother. Okay. So, well, I was right that it was a big frog getting exploded. Or it was a big frog, at least. I don't know what was happening to him. but uh, yeah. Also, to your it, point about it, can- about it being canceled, this is literally the episode that canceled it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Harmon and Ising discontinued Bosco because of the negative reception of the last seven wow. cartoons. Wow. So, yeah, that's cool. this is not officially banned, but this episode is rarely shown for its negative racial Wow. Standards. So pretty bad. All right, so very controversial Futurama opening. Yeah, it seems weird that they would use it, but I guess. I, I think they know. figure like nobody is doing what we're doing. Like nobody <laughs> Yes, good point. Good point. <laughs> I, I will also say up front that apparently John DiMaggio, who voices Bender and Flexo and others, won an Annie Award for Outstanding Individual Achievement for Voice Acting by a Male Performer in an Animated Television Production for this episode. Wow. Okay. I think there were probably better Bender episodes, but I guess... I was going to say, did anything stick out to you? Not really. Maybe it's... Well, and, and it's like f- for his performance as Bender. So it's not even like for being Bender and Flexo. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I don't know. Weird. All right. Anyway. Well, I guess you can only submit one to the Annie's and then they're just like, this, this is a big Bender episode. Yes. The Annie is a, the well-known award ceremony. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. So the episode opens up and they are about to leave, presumably to go deliver something. And they uh, immediately crash as they're taking off from Planet Express. The ship just like tips over out of the sidewalk. Yeah. Very like serious opening of like, it seems like they're on a very important mission. Like everyone's taking it very seriously. Fry is in charge of looking after the dark matter indicator, which is making a noise. Yeah. Instead of saying check, he's just like making a noise. Yep. So Leela does a very lengthy report of the crash, which Bender is like, please summarize it in one word. And her one word <laughs> is sabotage because of Ooh. their their L unit 
has been straightened. It doesn't look like an L at all. <laughs> yeah, the L unit is just like a girder, basically. I mean, it's the exact same thing that Bender is going to be bending throughout the entire rest of the episode. But I love that the L unit is like this integral piece of the spaceship that completely made the spaceship fall apart without it. Yes, without it, space travel is but the fevered dream of a madman. <laughs> L unit would be a great crossword clue where often there's like T bar. And sometimes mm. when you need to like... I bar. Uh, yeah, I bar. I guess it, this doesn't really fit because unit starts with a vowel. But I feel like sometimes when they need to jam two consonants together, it's like, oh, what mm. like random letter based tool can fit here? Yes, they also love RNA for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. I thought you were going to say L unit could be an effective nickname for me, and I wasn't that excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex and the L unit. So on the What We Do in the Shadows pod, I sometimes go by L train. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel yeah. like Jeremy's going to be very excited about L unit. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Yes. So they say, like, oh, it doesn't look like an L at all. It's just been completely straightened out. And Fry's like, oh, unless you count lowercase, I guess. And Fender's like, you know we don't. <laughs> yeah. Other things have been built, have been bent around the, you know, around the home base. Hermes straight edge has been bent, which is very sad mm -hmm. for him. Yes. Also, Amy's javelin, Zweidberg's slinky, and then yes. the professor himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really kind of... This is like maybe the most fleshed out, I guess, B plot, although I wouldn't even call it a B plot. It's like more of a like C plot in that it's probably 90 seconds of content. But they really carry through this. The professor has been bent throughout the entire episode. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he's been bent too far because Bender tries to correct it, but he goes too far. And then the professor's just like walking <laughs> around for the rest of the episode, just like with his, I don't know how we even describe this. Like if you were bent in half, but the opposite. <laughs> and it's like the... Um, Limboing kid. Yes, limbo. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like limboing. They should have got a Hermes in there. Yes, exactly. It's limboing up in heaven. Speaking of Hermes, we get a sweet lamprey of Santa Fe. Okay. Man, I miss all of these. Good job <laughs> writing them all down. Thank you. Thank you. I was pausing a lot. But it turns out, as everyone is like, oh, I was probably Bender. He's like, oh, okay. Like, sure, a bunch of stuff gets bent. So you blame it on the guy who was designed for bending. And then this is where everyone finds out that there are surveillance tapes that they can check. Yeah, and seemingly like very detailed record keeping of what tape belongs to who. There's like a Fry feed, a Zoidberg feed, like everyone has their own little spy cam dedicated to them. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's mostly just footage of the professor sleeping for a while. And then all of a sudden, Bender <laughs> sleepwalks into the screen and Fry goes, they're on the screen. It's that guy you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something about, I mean, that's like such a Fry line of like, what is that? It's just like odd conjugation of verbs of like it's that guy you are is just like yeah. such a weird sentence it's like almost yoda talk <laughs> <laughs> i love it so much it's one of my favorite yeah. things fry does <laughs> yeah i love that is, is there a canonical explanation of this the owls coming out of the mouse hole like it's the footage of the professor sleeping and the owls are there's like a little hole in the floorboard like a like a mouse um, yeah i mean we always have the owls where it's like oh people are like leaving too much filth around it's attracting right. owls and like yeah yeah so, yeah, yes, I'm just thinking about Fry talking that way. I was just thinking about when he does the like, what if machine? And he's like, what if that thing I said? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So Bender has been bending stuff in his sleep. And he's like, well, I guess it makes sense. I've been bending since the day I was built. And here is your accurate guess about an origin story yes. where we see Bender being born and going to bending school. And he gets like, <laughs> a little mortar board and the robot arm throws his hat. And it's very charming. 
Yeah, the robot arm moves the tassel from the mm-hmm. what, the left to the right or the right to the left. I don't yeah, know which way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were your What were your graduations like? I never went to my master's graduation because it was like, ah, I don't need that at this point. Did you Did you go to all these? Did you throw your cap in the air? Definitely not. I didn't yeah. go to my undergrad one. I decided to go to Greece instead and have zero <laughs> regrets. <laughs> there were like hundreds of us because I was in the faculty of social sciences, which is a very yeah. large and kind of bullshit faculty. And okay. then for my master's of science, I was like, yes, I will go to this one because my parents had been like, yes, we'll come out to visit you to go to your graduation. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't go and they, they simply never visited me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like years went by and they'd never visited. And I was like, fine, if that's what it takes to get you out here, yeah. I guess I'm going to graduation. So I went to my master's one. It was fine. It was like yeah. a little silly. I don't think we got hats. No? Yeah. I don't think I, so. I, I think mean... you only get a hat at your PhD for some reason. Yeah. Are you going to get the the like big robes? That's like a PhD thing, right? Like the very so. colorful robes. Yeah, I don't actually know what they look like here. I know some people were disappointed because they didn't get like a very fancy one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so some of them are very goofy out here. Yeah. But yes, it turns out Bender's only four. <laughs> right. Precocious little scamp. Yes, exactly. This may have been the thing you were thinking of. Um, yes, this is. Yes. Okay. So... The professor makes a comment where he sends Bender away because he's, quote, a menace to every straight person in the company, which feels like you could take that in a number of ways. And then he says, go satisfy your bend lust and don't come back to work until you do. Right. So the obvious, like, or the literal meaning of the professor's words here are Bender has taken him a formerly, like, straight standing person and bent him at an angle now and he is no longer standing straight up. But yeah, this phrasing of Bender's a menace to every straight person in the company Mm -hmm. is something that I was thinking about because of what Justin, our new listener, had written to us. Again, Justin was way back watching the second episode of the show. I roommate this was when fry like moves in with bender i don't even exactly remember this exact moment but bender cuts off his antenna with a pair of bolt cutters and justin was saying i think there's a gay reading of this episode is bender is a gay man who has to cut off a part of his life i.e being queer in order to live in society when being queer like openly queer was taboo and so i i certainly missed that reading the first time i was watching and i feel like i don't know there haven't been a ton of Gender, Bender is potentially gay moments but like you know I read that tweet yesterday and then this episode comes out and then I watched this episode and like that line certainly stuck out to me mm-hmm. yes for sure what are your thoughts are there any other moments that you can remember that like hints at Bender being gay yeah I don't know I feel like let me see let me think about this because I feel like there are definitely like illusions that we can probably think of if we put our minds to it. I like the reading of being like, oh, Bender can stay here, but only if he hides an aspect of himself from the I Roommate episode. And then ironically, it ends with him literally living in a closet or in a way, (laughs) Bri living in a closet, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah, well, right, because he said Bender li- goes and lives in the closet, which is like, or, no, Fry lives in Bender's closet, which is a giant yes. apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, we have lots of times where he like mentions robosexuality and stuff along the way. And he talks about having gaydar. Sure. So. I, I mean, I suppose that there's counter evidence of him like getting with the fembot in the very previous episode, but you know, mm-hmm. you can still be, you can still be bi, you can still be closeted yeah. and better than another. Yeah. And obviously it hasn't come up yet. The robosexuality of it all that, that will happen later. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> yes. 
I don't know if it actually happens in the episode that we will be covering, but we'll see. Anyway, but yes, thank you, Justin, for that insight. We would welcome further thoughts from you. Yeah, again, sorry for being increasingly surly and negative over the course of the years. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) I feel like compared to lots of people, we're probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. We're not being inflammatory. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. Anyway, all right, so Bender decides he's going to go and work at a factory where he can bend stuff. I don't. I didn't even take note of what the actual point of the factory is, if it's just like a bending factory, but it turns out that they are on strike, and so he's not going to be able to work unless he goes and becomes the scab. Yeah, a bit of like a non sequitur of like the rest of the episode takes place in this factory. The strike isn't that big of a part of it, but... A bit of a non sequitur of like this whole this whole initial setup is like Bender has a lust for bending that he needs to be satiated, and so he has to go to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yes, as we know, I love consulting the Futurama wiki. Sometimes it enrages me. Sometimes it just confuses me. One of the mm-hmm. times where I, I I just had to write it down this time. So Sal is the guy who always like he's at the truck stop and he's always pluralizing <laughs> words unnecessarily. Yeah. The Futurama wiki tracks his use of additional S's on things. So for <laughs> yeah. example, in this one, he's like nevers and the wiki. So it's like in the same spot where they talk about like Hermes and Zoidberg and their relationship and Fry and Leela. But in this case, they keep referring to him adding S's to things as a disorder. <laughs> 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 and so I'll just I'll just read it to you. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna read this specific thing because I always do this. It's under the heading Sal's speech impediment. His first line in this episode is "Never is his disease is weighing heavily on him at the moment." Later in the episode, <laughs> oh, he begins to push the limits of unintelligibility, which I don't know if that's a word. But anyway, he does temporarily regain himself and utter one full sentence with no unnecessary pluralization, showing that he hasn't yet completely succumbed to his disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Like that's a that's a wild reading of what is happening to this character. <laughs> he seems totally fine, but uh, I like his interpretation. Yes, it's incredible stuff. There's also something good here where, so when Bender goes in, he decides to be a scab because he finds that they're getting paid ten times the normal wage, and he sees what the wiki refers to as a buxom blue color beauty of a fembot named Angeline. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a real like great author of whoever whoever wrote the Benless Love Futurama wiki had a, uh, article. Real, real way for words. Yes, indeed. Very good. So speaking of... Uh, speaking of bucks and blue collar beauty. <laughs> no. Speaking of speech diseases, as the as the wiki puts it, I had a coworker that on like compound words, like, like sweatpants or something, he would, mm-hmm. he loved pluralizing the first part of that word. So rather than sweatpants, it would be sweats pant. And that was, <laughs> that was okay. his speech disorder. And then I, I have recently gotten the habit of doing past tense of compound words. So sweatpants wouldn't really work. But the one that comes to mind is instead of mac and cheese, I'll say mac cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, my... How uh, is it to live with such a disorder? <laughs> well, I mean, surely, do you have any any odd speech patterns or like Absolutely. things that you like, find yourself saying that you don't know why you say? Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to like, I can't think of any examples in this moment, but I know there are like dozens of them. (laughs) I'm just like everything I say is normal. I'll I'll think about it. And I'll get back to you. I'll I'll take notes the next time I say something weird. But definitely like something like mac cheese. It's not something that I do. But like, it's like very, very much something I could imagine me doing. (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try to infect you with either sweats pants or mac cheese. I'll try to yes. infect you with either one of those orders. <laughs> good. Good. Tignataro always talks about how one of her favorite things to do is she likes to like extend words. So <laughs> anytime there's a short, the version that's coming to my mind is like anytime someone would say like maxi pad, she'll go maximum padding. Like <laughs> she always stretches yeah. out the words. I can't think of any other examples, but I know she does lots of them, and it's very good. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. That is that's like the, another perfect example of like a bizarre thing that people do with words that makes yes. no sense but can't help themselves but do it yes indeed yes all right so let's see I, yeah i kind of alluded to it already but bender meets angeline i keep wanting to say angeline but yeah. <laughs> yes angeline and also he's working with flexo flexo's back angeline reminded me a little bit of lurleen i was watching the whole episode mm. being like trying to understand my nostalgia for Lurlene of like, is Lurlene <laughs> an amazing character? Is it just nostalgia? Is like Angeline equivalent to Lurlene as a character? And I think Lurlene is a great character and it's not nostalgia and Simpson season yeah. three forever. <laughs> great episode. <laughs> yeah. Not the the second Lurlene one, not canon, but. No, not certainly not. <laughs> yeah so angeline is like aggressively bending hangers while bender is bending girders i don't know it feels it feels like there's a little something going on here that we should at least flag as like not ideal yeah she makes a she has a line about that i don't know if you wrote it down but she's like oh this is like what people like like i went to vocation school and they said this was like my calling or something so they like yeah, her guidance of, counselor uh, said that she had a knack for it yeah so they like kind of earmark it of like like this woman is doing this thing this like very dainty thing compared to the men and they're kind of like saying how ridiculous that is yes exactly so bender asks her out says they have a lot in common and she's like well yeah we have like virtually identical components and she also accuses (laughs) him of inappropriate banter which is what she likes yes very into it yeah so we briefly pop back in at planet express zoidberg's like trying to fix his slinky and it just catches on fire it's very sad poor zoidberg yeah, and the professor is now very annoyingly optimistic because he has like a he has like a little cart that is being used to hold up his head while he's walking around. <laughs> yeah. And seeing things from a new perspective has reminded him of life's beauty or possibly there is blood pooling in his brain resulting in a mild delirium. Yeah, they're walking through like the streets of New New York, which is like constantly just a disgusting place. Like it's mm-hmm. damp and there's puddles everywhere and there are like all these characters in the background that you know, look fairly disheveled. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I like that new New York is just like, uh, you know, 1980s New York. Yes, (laughs) true. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been more top of mind for people writing this in like 2000. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the only reason why I know that it's 1980s New York is because there's that one episode of Seinfeld where they're they're standing. It's the limo episode and Mm. Kramer and Elaine are like standing outside waiting for a car and it like looks a little seedy. I'm like, oh, that that must be like what 80s New York is like. (laughs) That makes sense. That episode I always think of as being the one that Robin Akiva were like, Seinfeld should never have a gun. Like the stakes are too high. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that episode, even though it is crazy that they have a gun. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so then Bender's dating Angeline, and they go back to Elzara's because that's the place where they go and they have something to celebrate. Elzara's like, try the pasta. It's got a real nice profit margin. <laughs> yeah, he's just like shilling everything. He wants to put copies of his book on the bill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Last time we saw them is when Leela was wearing that eye patch because he blasted her at the Spice Weasel <laughs> and they got in trouble for not being able to pay. Yeah. I, I don't think um, Elzar, I wouldn't go there. I don't think that this is ever, <laughs> ever a good time at Elzar's. 
doesn't seem to be. And indeed, this time Bender is giving a toast to Angeline, and he, which is weird because she's not there. But anyway, he turns around and sees that she is out with Flexo, and she's like, "Don't worry about it. Flexo and I are divorced." Yeah, but they want to stay friends again. Flexo just being like the best guy ever, like having a health healthy yes. relationship with his ex wife. Yes, agreed. And the professor's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Just take a lean back and enjoy life. And yeah. Leela advises him to talk to her about your feelings. And the Fry's like, oh, either that or be a man, which is like a classic Fry. We love yeah. toxic masculinity. Yeah, Fry recommends like an elaborate lie mm-hmm. pretending to be Flexo. And that's like the, the way that thinking like a man would... Yes, this is like an unhinged plan (laughs) where he's like, I know that she's still in love with him. So I'm going to disguise myself as him and catch her two timing me with myself. (laughs) Right. So they go to a bar and Angeline. (laughs) This is bad because I know someone named Angeline. So it's like it's a challenge. Anyway, Angeline is like keeps pointing at all these things that like Flexo would never have done. But Bender does. And he's like, well, I guess I'm a changed man. So it's like. He's making her fall in love with Flexo in spite of the fact that it's just Bender behavior. But meanwhile, the robot mafia keeps seeing Bender flashing all this money and they're like, all right, if he does it two more times, then like, (laughs) then yeah, we'll kill him, I guess. Or yeah, Clamps continues to be kind of like the standout of the robot mafia. Mm -hmm. I love Clamps saying, yeah, I'm greasing up my who's-its. Who's-its, exactly. Yes, indeed. And yeah, so Angelina, oh my god, Angeline, I don't know why this is so hard for me. It's it's not a real name, so. (laughs) I keep saying that she's in love with Bender and like, stop hitting on me. And Bender just like seduces her by accident. And like, yeah, but getting a divorce brought us closer than ever. Am I right? And like, in his mind, even he's like, oh, I better seduce her just a little more to be sure. Yeah, I, it's funny that the two Flexo episodes so far have like both involved like, parent trapping of like yes who's the real person like i'm wearing the mm-hmm. mustard i'm wearing the beard yeah yes and so the mafia sees him flashing his money again like how many times was that three like that's the necessary number of times and the don bot <laughs> yeah. says that he's going to experience an on-the-job accident and then the other guy the one who isn't clamps what's his name do we remember i don't know doesn't matter he's like oh, i don't think we should rely on an accident let's just kill him ourselves <laughs> yeah the the robot mafia feels out of place in the same way that the strike feels out of place. Like, I don't quite understand why they hate Bender for being a scab. Well, they said that they Uh, support the strike. I don't know. Just like tell everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. I I don't quite get it. Yeah. And so this at this point, Bender's beard comes off on Angeline and that's when he gets caught. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's like, see, you're still in love with Flexo. And she's like, well, maybe I love you so much that it doesn't even matter who you are pretending to be. It's like, ah, it didn't make sense, but I'm going to go kill Flexo. Yeah, I love that. I think it's Bender saying that Flexo is making a mockery of divorce, one of their oldest institutions. (laughs) Yeah, that is good. (laughs) So Bender shows up at the bending plant and Flexo is there and they start fighting. And then the robot mafia drops a giant unbendable girder on (laughs) Flexo's head. Yeah, you get squished like when when you take a hit in Mario and you become like small Mario. That's what I I thought of with squished Flexo. Yeah, he's just very crumpled up. And he's like, he's like, don't worry, I'm fine. He's like, no, I'm just yanking your chain. I'm dying. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) very chill about being killed. Yes, yes. And uh, Angeline is like, oh, my God, like tonight Bender showed me that I love you. And like, I care for Bender, but uh, I will never love anyone the way I love Flexo. And so Bender has a very lovely moment of growth. And he's like, I want you to be happy no matter what. So I'm going to bend this unbendable girder. Yes, very impressive. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, and he successfully does it. He's like, I don't know anything about lifting. <laughs> that just leaves this one off, <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's, it's this like sweet scene of Flexo and Angeline like coming together, and then it like hard cuts to Leela saying, "So Flexo and Angeline had sex right there on the factory floor." Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> Flexo also says, "Another year under that, and I would have been a gunner." <laughs> yeah, pretty good. But yes, and then the professor says, perhaps it's your outlook that needs a good bend, a 90 degree bend to a place where happiness is perpendicular <laughs> to wonderment and Fry's like, oh my God, we hate this. And then Bender bends him all the way to the floor. Yeah. And he becomes grumpy again. Yes. Immediately sad. So, so there we go. That's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's middle of the road, maybe like, like top 40%, like nothing, nothing too bad. Not amazing. Very replacement but, level future on my episode, I think. Yeah. 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 Who are the winners and losers? Bender seems to be um, the loser at the end of this, I think. <laughs> Bender does, you said? Yeah. I think the professor is the loser. The professor True. is bent uh, 180 degrees backwards. <laughs> yeah, that seems bad. And now he's sad. Yeah. Heidberg lost his slinky and was weeping about it. True. That seems very sad. Have you yeah. ever seen a slinky actually do its thing down downstairs? I don't know if I've seen it make it all the way to the end. I definitely tried. Like, it would make it down a few steps, yeah. and then it just gives up. But Yeah, I don't think I ever got, like, more than two. I think it's a myth. Yeah. <laughs> it seems very exciting. Like, it would be great. Yeah. I think my nephew actually <laughs> recently got into Slinkies, which seems funny that they're still happening. But... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is, like, a very light fry episode. Pretty light fry episode. He, like, concocts a stupid plan with Bender, and it works, but doesn't yeah. like Bender ends up losing Angeline, but mm-hmm. but ends up bending unbendable girder. I don't I mean is Flexo the loser for getting squashed? Probably. Although he ends up with his yeah, with his beloved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, yeah, everyone's everyone just kinda like comes out even Steven on this. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Everything back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next week's episode is called The Day the Earth Stood Stupid. Interesting. This could be, I'll say that this is a brain slug episode of everyone gets brain slugged and, you know, like turns turns into a zombie, essentially. Nice. All right. I like that guess. Where can people keep up with us, Alex, if they want to be like Justin and write into us? Yeah, I mean, so we we got a message from Justin, and then someone else responded to us on Twitter. It was I texted I texted Lindsay that the pot of tomorrow Twitter was absolutely blowing up with two <laughs> two non spam um, <laughs> messages in the course of like forty eight hours. Fernando Fernando also tweeted at us, and oh, Fernando, Fernando. Uh, on our long on our long break also said, you know, where are you guys? Are you coming back? So um, we back, baby. You. Yeah, we back. We're here. So yeah, thanks for those folks for writing in. If you haven't given us a review, uh, you can give us the old iTunes review, or I guess it's an iTunes, Apple I think podcast. it's Apple Podcast. Yeah, the Apple Podcast review, that would help out. We're at 14 US and wow. some, some number Canadian. So wow. inching ever closer to the 50 required, just like the, the Robot Mafia with the requisite number is 50 to get a cameo from someone. Wow. Yeah, incredible. All right. Love that. So, uh, yeah, so go leave us ratings there and then potoftomorrow at gmail.com if you want to write us an email and potoftomorrow on Twitter. No, Not on threads. Yet. Threads or blue sky. Uh, yeah, not on blue sky. Mastodon wasn't that one. <laughs> We're not on any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> we can barely keep up with one. And, and we'll, we'll also just, if Twitter dies, 
we're we're gone. We're we're not. <laughs> Just send us an email. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah email exactly. will live forever. Yes, and you can hear more from me over on BoJack Horsebud talking about BoJack yeah. Horseman slash Tukin Birdie. I haven't plugged that in a while, but you can check that out if you're interested. And then I'm also back talking about what we do in the shadows on Posho Recaps. That is coming back this Thursday if you're listening on the day it comes out. So I went at, so I knew Lindsay was doing covering the show, and as a good friend, I went and watched like an episode and a half of what we do in the shadows, and it was very good. And then I got distracted by other things, but. I'm sure this podcast is great, and I one day aspire to listen to it. And the show, truly incredible. So I hope you yeah, all one day favorite. return to it. Yeah. What are you doing on on Bojack Pod these days? We have not done anything in several months, and Kirsten is currently podcasting about like six different reality shows because of the yeah. writer strike. So we are probably <laughs> not coming back until September. Yeah. You should just. Uh, I would love to see Lindsay on a Mess Magnets episode of. I, so. <laughs> Unfortunately, don't tell don't tell Kirsten this, but I don't listen to Mess Magnets. But oh I I would love to see some some L Train takes on on Mess Magnets. Yes, <laughs> L Train. <laughs> yes, exactly. What's the? Know. Do you know any celebrity mess? What's like the the messiest celebrity thing that you know about? I feel like the only time that I ever was like in the conversation was one of my friends had reached out and they were like, "What's this? John Mulaney isn't with his wife anymore." And I was like, <laughs> sure. How did you miss this? Okay, so you're the Mulaney go-to person. I guess so, but I feel like yeah. that was just like impossible to miss. So I feel like I was a little bit keyed in with the "Don't worry, darling" stuff of like there's just a lot of drama with that movie. I saw that in the trailer <laughs> for that movie a million times, and so I was like, okay, what is what is going on here? What is but happening? Ever here? since then, ever since yeah. then, I think I've been oblivious to the mess. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, with that, we'll see you next week for season three, episode seven, a big one for us, the day the earth stood still. Oh, yeah. All right, see you then. Bye. Bye.